It takes just seconds for someone to decide if they like your brand or not, and visitors may form an impression of your brand's website in as little as 50 milliseconds. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 60, and today I'm chatting about four common mistakes when it comes to branding your business. So today you have just Court here, and I am the branding genius, the design genius of the duo. I'm sure if you followed along long enough, you know that that is the brain that I have and Abby is the SEO brain. So today it is just me. Um, we typically like to get together and do these, but sometimes we do them solo too. So uh, very excited to kind of dive into this episode and also just wanted to point out that I am 34 weeks pregnant. So if I sound a little like I'm trying to catch my breath or like I just ran a marathon, I apologize. I'm trying to catch my breath as I talk through this episode. So there are definitely more than just four mistakes that people could make when they are working on their branding. But these are just some common ones that we've seen in the industry. And we kind of want to just talk about them today and things that you can do to um, avoid having these common mistakes when, when either doing your own branding or working with a brand expert. So one of the first common mistakes that we see across the board is low quality pixelated images. So this is something too that actually plays a role in SEO because your images are low quality, the less that people are going to um, kind of take you seriously when they land on your website. But then we also want to make sure that we don't have images that are too high of quality. Like you don't want to be using 300 DPI um, high res images on your website because that's going to make your website a lot slower and it's going to load it down and it's going to take somebody way too long to sit there and wait for your website to load. So they're going to, they're going to leave your website and go to your competitor. So it's a really fine balance between making sure that your images are good quality, but not, um, too good (laughs) essentially. Um, so again, like I said, it's just kind of a sure sign that your brand really isn't your top priority, which for your audience is a red flag. so short, you guys. And it's really unfortunate that we make decisions that quickly. Um, but it's true. So really making sure that the images that you're using are of good quality, whether that's your own brand photography or even images that you use from sites like Unsplash or Pexels. And 
Normally, if you use something from Unsplash or Pexels, they're going to be the quality that you need when you download them right away. But just make sure, too, that they're not too large. And if they are too large for whatever space you're using them in, especially your website, to use a tool like um, Compressed JPEG or um, Tiny JPEG, where you can upload that image to make it smaller, but still not lose that quality. Um, and some ways to avoid having some of these low quality issues is investing in a brand photographer. So shout out to our brand photographer, Julie Greer Photography. It's Abby's mom and she's amazing, but we, and we're very lucky to have her. Um, not everybody has a brand photographer in their back pocket, but do your research in your local area. Find yourself a brand photographer that fits your style. Um, obviously your style is going to really dictate kind of the photographer that you go forward with, but having a brand photographer is really going to take your photos to that next level. And they're going to be able to help you by sending you print photos as well as web sized photos. So they do a lot of the work for you actually, um, or hopefully, um, if you have a brand photographer, that's only sending you high res. You should definitely reach out and ask if you can get more of those websites photos as well. And then, um, yeah, I think I've already touched base on just like things like unsplash pexels and using stuff like tiny PNG compressed JPEG PNG to really make sure that those photos work for the space that you're using them for. The next thing that we see a lot, um, which is really unfortunate is a complex logo. So we have, we've had clients come to us in the past about, you know, having a rebrand or um, starting a business and they have all of these ideas for a logo and they have way too many things going on with the logos, too many fonts, too many colors, too many, um, icons or assets that they want included. And that really starts to jumble that logo into a space where people don't even understand what's happening. They don't understand your service. They don't understand your aesthetic. They don't understand um, what your logo is even trying to portray. And if people are turned off by that, again, you're going to lose them pretty quickly. So um, your logo needs to be able to scale nicely and be able to fit in small spaces, small spaces, excuse me, without losing its integrity. So this is where submarks are a great addition to your brand. And a submark is essentially a, um, an add-on to your logo. It's kind of your logo, but it's not. So it's just pieces of your logo that, uh, they're smaller logos essentially that can be used in spaces like Instagram profiles or if they're printed really tiny. Um, submarks are great for this instance. And again, they're just a continuation of your brand and they still look like your brand and um, ladder up to your brand, but they're not that main logo that necessarily needs to have a little bit more going on. But again, making sure your logo is not too complex. Uh, simplicity is sometimes better. Um, avoid things like drop shadows, embossment, etc. I feel like this shouldn't need to be said, but it's something that like we grew up in the 90s with adding all of these different things. And, and maybe back then it was the, the cool thing to do because maybe drop shadows and embossing and all of that stuff was new back then, but it really has um, run its course and it, it needs to be done and kind of just let go. So those things, they, they have a time and place. Um, but definitely not within your logo. This is just adding too much complexity to your logo and it really makes it, um, kind of hard to read and more illegible. So we want to make sure too, that the logo is legible so that when people see it, 
you know, whether it's an icon or words or whatever, or a combination of both, it's not something that's muddy and we want it to be really clear and simple. Uh, too many fonts and colors. I kind of touched on this earlier, but a lot of people get font crazy and color crazy. They think the more that they have going on, the more exciting it is, the more visually appealing it is. But really, that just makes it really confusing. And using too many of those sometimes gets to a point too where they're not complementing each other. They're actually just hurting the logo altogether because they just don't work together. So a good rule of thumb for fonts is keeping it to two to three max, and that's for your overall branding, not just your logo. You don't want usually three fonts in your logo. Again, that's too much. Um, so think like website copy, logo, social, etc. as far as where you can use those two to three fonts throughout your branding. Colors should really be between five and 10. Um, and that's with four to five of those being primary and the others secondary. So when you think secondary colors, think social media, um, particularly, or like packaging or fun spaces like collateral that you can really kind of expand that color scheme, but making sure that four to five of those are really just your primary colors that you're using through all of your touch points for branding, but uh, bringing in those additional colors in those other spaces where it makes a little bit more sense. And then just remembering that your logo does not need to do all of the work and it shouldn't. Your brand should act as a whole through multiple different pieces, your logo, your fonts, your patterns, your colors, um, your icons and all of that and how it comes together throughout your website and your social space and your collateral and your packaging. Your logo should not be carrying and doing all of that work. It is a piece of your brand. And it is a strong piece of your brand and one of the main pieces of your brand, but it's not doing all of the heavy lifting. It's all of these things that surround your logo that actually help to lift your logo and your brand up. Um, again, this is why a brand is so much more than just a logo. I think a lot of people really get hung up on the idea of just their main logo, but your brand encompasses all of those things. So really making sure to focus on all the pieces that support your logo that create your brand. Um, the next thing is not visual, and you probably thought I was just going to talk about visuals all, all um, podcast episode, but I am not. Uh, the next thing is un your unidentified mission or vision. So we, we get it. The visual part of the brand is super fun, but if you're struggling to identify your mission and vision, your brand will always fall flat, no matter how pretty it is. Uh, we've seen this in the past with, um, people we know in the industry or clients that we've worked with, and you really need to have that identified mission and vision because if people come to your brand and it's gorgeous and they love everything about it, but they don't understand what it is or what you stand for or what your vision of your company is, they're probably going to lose some interest because you are part of your brand too. They want to know about you. They want to know about what it is that you do. They want to know about what it is that you make and how you can better their lives with either A, your service or B, your product. So really defining that and having that story, that brand story and that brand strategy is going to make your brand so much stronger and it's going to give your visuals even a stronger presence within your brand story. So what is a brand mission? I think a lot of people get hung up on mission and vision. Your brand's mission statement defines what the purpose of your business is for both your employees and your customers. So it defines the purpose of your business for you and your customers. 
a brand vision is your brand's vision describes what your business will be like and how your consumers will see your brand in the future. So it's really giving your consumers and yourself a glimpse into what it is that you're striving for in the future. And the mission is kind of the right now, like this is what we're doing right now. The vision is this is what we plan to do in the future. So when somebody comes to you, they understand what it is that you're doing at that particular moment and what that brand stands for and means. And your vision really shows them if you follow along, if you jump on this journey with me, this is what we're going to do in the future. Follow along and like, let's do this together. So it's really, it's really actually pretty powerful because you're learning about that brand's current state, and then you kind of get to follow along and be brought on board for their future state. So it is really kind of fun that you get to be a part of that journey. So having these clearly defined will only make you better about community, uh, excuse me, I have had zero coffee, communicating that strategy behind your brand. And it will also help you show up more confidently. And who doesn't want that, especially for their brand and just for yourself. Like if you know all of these things about your brand, you, your brand is your baby at that point, And you understand literally everything about it. And it's going to show through your confidence level when you show up in these spaces, spaces like social, your website, talking to um, new clients, talking to anybody in the industry about your brand, you're just going to, it's going to show through your confidence and your passion and your excitement because you have it all figured out. You know exactly what your brand stands for, where it's going, and you, you feel really good about how it looks aesthetically. So the next thing is unclear services or products. So let's say you're a business out there and you want to serve everybody or you have products and there's just a ton of them and you're not really sure like, gosh, do I have a niche here or am I just like selling products to sell products because I want a business and I want to sell things. So it's really, it's really just being unclear about those things within your business. So if you're unclear, chances are your audience is even more confused and unclear. So really defining that space because you want to make sure that you're communicating to them what it is that you do or what it is that you sell and being really confident in that space. Identifying services and, pro and products through your business offers, ooh, excuse me, through your business offers and be sure to create content specifically around those. So making sure that when you have these defined, you're creating that content around those things because you don't want to just create content to create content. You want to be very specific about your services and your products and those things that you offer. So having strong product descriptions, having strong package design, the client experience, anything that you, anything really around those services, you really want to make sure it ladders back up to your brand and is being communicated really strongly through again, those descriptions and that design. Um, Abby would preach those product descriptions are so important as far as SEO goes within the online digital space. And then I would preach that like that client experience and any sort of design that goes along with it um, is something that the client gets really excited about with your brand. They want to be a part of it. They want to be brought in. They want to, they want to enjoy that experience that you're going to take them through. So again, it kind of goes back to the strategy and the design here all coming together to really be clear about the services and products that you offer. And then just thinking about how you shop as a consumer, like what kind of experience are you expecting from other businesses? So we tend to forget that we're also consumers because we're constantly, 
you know, we're running a business, we're trying to think of our consumers and how they come in, how they think about our business, how they purchase our service or product. But take a second and just stop and think about how you consume. Like what it, what is it that you like about working with other brands or products? Is it the unboxing experience when you get something shipped to your front door? Is it the client experience that you have when they take you through all of the steps of their services that they offer? Is it the touch points that you have? Is it interacting with their brand online? Is it, um, you know, talking about how they can take your you know, that the service that they offer or the product that they offer and like what it is it's going to do to benefit your life. Just think about all of those things that you think of through a client experience. Is it the actual product or service that you got? Like at the end of it, you were so excited. You were like, I will recommend this brand or service for the rest of my life because this experience was so amazing. So just think about it from a consumer expect um, experience and how you Um, expect to be brought through that journey and then start to take notes about those things and implement those into your business as well. So really to recap this episode, these are the four things to avoid with your branding is the low quality or pixelated images, a complex logo, unidentified mission or vision, and unclear products and services. So those are kind of the top four that we talked about today that we tend to see a lot of in the industry. Again, there are more and we're going to have way more episodes on branding going forward, but we just wanted to um, kind of take you through these top ones that we see a lot. So hopefully in your own business, you can kind of, you know, take note on if this is something that you're struggling with. If it is, again, make sure to reach out to a brand specialist um, such as ourselves, or if you know somebody else, but they will really be able to help you kind of hone in on some of these and really help you with some of these, or just using some of the tools that we outlined in here too, like brand photography, um, Pexels on Splash, um, you know, thinking about your client experience based on how you consume and how you shop. So really just taking note of some of those things. We'll, we'll have those in the show notes as well, any of those links. So you can use some of those references or free things to, again, help kind of elevate the brand experience that you have so you can show up con- to your audience and consumers in um, a much more professional way with your brand forward. So we really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Duo On Air. We will see you next week. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.